Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that the Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As the Gospel reading was being read today, and we hear Jesus talking about picking the seats of honor, then as as I was hearing Deacon Allen read this, I was convinced that this must be uh, the reason nobody likes to sit up front in church, because the Bible says sit in the back. Um, but that's not what Jesus is talking about. And certainly as the gospel comes to a conclusion in this passage today, Jesus is explicit that what he's talking about is humility. He is checking our pride and our ego and our motivations in what we do. And in this example of this banquet, we see that there's a lot of watching going on. The guests are watching Jesus, Jesus is watching them, Jesus is watching the one who gave the banquet, and everybody's trying to see what everybody else is going to do. And I think it's this watching that goes on around us every minute of every day in our society that leads to those places where Jesus says, be careful of your motivation. Be careful of your pride and your ego. Because when everybody's watching, then we've got a jockey for all the right places, doing all the right things, and make sure that we're seen and noticed, and be right up front so people take note of how important we are. Those kind of things come from the reality that the world around us is watching. And what Jesus is trying to say to us is the kingdom of God is different. This is not the way the kingdom of God operates. Because Jesus says, well, you know, when you come to a banquet, just sit in the lowest place and wait to be brought forward. And when you're giving a banquet, don't just give banquets to, to the people you're trying to score good favor with or uh, the high ups that you want to get to know. But rather, give your banquet for the blind and the poor and the lame because they can't repay you. Check the motivation. Now the Bible is not saying it's uh, evil to have a party with your friends. You can only invite strangers. That's not what the, the scripture is trying to say. But this is an example of Jesus saying, what's the motivation of our hearts? And are we just trying to have interactions with one another because of what we can get in return? And Jesus is saying, well, when you invite the ones who can't repay you, there's nothing you're going to get. You're just going to pour out of yourself in service. And this is the example that we see in Jesus, that he pours out himself for us, and what can he get in return? He's not worried about that. He just loves and pours himself out. And he calls us to do the same. And that's what he's talking about in this example. 
And sometimes we feel, I think, that we've got to to take care of ourselves or we're going to get unnoticed and unforgotten. You know, we're going to get forgotten. And Jesus is saying, you don't need to worry about that. In the kingdom of God, Jesus takes care of all of these things. And he is the one that continually raises us up and exalts us and invites us higher. And in fact, Jesus gives us the model for what he's talking about here because every Sunday we gather for a banquet. We gather for the feast of the Eucharist by which the blind and the lame, the marginalized, the broken, the hurting, whatever you want to fill in here. The examples he used are not exclusive, they're just examples, but we could fill in who, who's on the margin today, who's hurt and broken, and then he sets a table before us and invites us all to come higher. And when we gather around this table, we are all equal in the sight of the Lord, no matter what we're facing. And He continually raises us up. The divisions cease around the banquet that the Lord provides. He doesn't say, come forward to the banquet with your achievement papers, and the uh, priest will evaluate them, and if you've met the right criteria, you get admitted, and if not, we turn you away. That's not the model that Jesus gives us. He says, I poured out myself for you, come higher. And because God is in the business of raising us up, of drawing us closer, of exalting us and moving us forward, we don't need to do it for ourselves. That's the good news of the gospel. We don't need to work our way into the right achievement before the eyes of God in order to be brought into His presence. He does the work and says, come freely and receive. And that's precisely what's being talked about in the letter to the Hebrews where we hear this list, let love remain, serve one another, identify the, with the one who's suffering, visit the one who is in prison. And even that list, it's not prescriptive that says you must do these things, every single one of you, all of the time. It's descriptive of what flows out of a heart of knowing what God has done for you. Then the things described in Hebrews, they flow out of us. Then we identify with the hurt and the broken and the marginalized, with those in prison, with those who are suffering. That comes from a life recognizing of what God has done for us. Which is why the, the, the letter ends reminding us, well, offer to God a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And that's an important distinction because a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving is not an atoning sacrifice. That's not the sacrifice by which we earn right standing with God. But we offer a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving for the standing we have because God did it for us. And that's a whole different way of looking at it. And Anyone who's followed Jesus for a bit probably knows this intellectually, but then we easily spend our whole life trying to work our way into God's good graces. That I have to do enough stuff to keep God happy with me, or I have to do the right stuff, or I hear people say, well, you've got to do enough stuff to balance out the scale, just enough in your favor. 
Well, the reality is we can't ever do it good stuff to balance it out. That's not how it works, and in fact, God's not looking for that. Jesus says, I've done it for you. The scale's already tipped in your favor because I've done it. All you have to do is say yes and receive with thanksgiving what I've done. And when we say yes, then we're invited to come to the feast. Come to receive His love, His mercy, His grace, and His presence where there is no hierarchy. We don't have to jockey for a better position before Jesus because He's going to forget us. He's done all the hard work and there is plenty of room at the table for everyone. And this feast calls to the broken. It calls to the marginalized. It calls to the hurting, those in need of healing, and says, come, receive the medicine that will heal you. Come and have your wounds bound up by Jesus. We kneel here week after week with all divisions ended in the kingdom of God. We're still fighting in the here and now. But in God's eyes, this has all been dealt with. The divisions are over. But, but it's our pride, it's our ego that thinks, hey, but i got to get recognized. I'm going to get forgotten. Somebody's got to notice me. And society says, well, if, you're, if your achievement's not on the front page of the paper, uh, it didn't happen or you didn't amount to anything. But Jesus sees everything. And he says, you don't need to worry about that. That should be freeing for followers of Jesus. We don't need to work our way into his love. He loves us. He gave himself for us. And there's nothing we can do to change that. That should free Christians to a life of joy by which we just daily give thanks for what God has done. Thankfully, it's not up to my scorecard because I'd really be in trouble. Thankfully, Jesus just gives it freely. Well, then why don't we live like free people instead of continually falling back into a pattern of, well, I've got to do the right things. I've got to say the right things. I've got to be with the right people in the right place. All these things that we fall back in, Jesus says, I've done that. It's over. You're freed, forgiven, set free, loved for all eternity. Come and receive. And then think of how people would respond to the message of Jesus when those who follow Jesus now live in that freedom and joy. Then people are going to say, well, what's that all about? And then we can share that, well, Jesus has done this for you too. You don't have to do anything either. You don't have to earn it either. Come with your brokenness and be fed at the table of the Lord. Don't be worried about your social standing because that doesn't matter at this table. Don't be worried about your struggle or your pain. It doesn't matter here. That's the message of the Gospel. That's the good news. May the Holy Spirit then show us day by day what it means that Jesus has done this for us. And may we live as people who have been set free. And may the church and the table of the Lord then model for those around at what it means for divisions to be ended. What it means for people of all sorts of backgrounds and economic status and problems in their lives, whatever it may be, to gather together to be united in Christ, in His love, 
and to be fed at the same table where there's no hierarchy, where you don't have to jockey for position, where it's not about what you do. It's all about what's been done for you. And then our response is to give a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving with grateful hearts as we receive what Jesus has done for us. And with joy, share that with the broken and hurting world who's destroying itself, fighting with one another for position when freedom has already been won. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the freedom and new life that we have in and through Jesus Christ, your Son. We pray that the table of the Lord would be a continual example to the rest of the world of the freedom that exists in you. May this banquet today be a foretaste of the completed work to come, where all divisions would end. May the Holy Spirit show us the work that's been done on our behalf through Jesus, that we might set aside our striving, our need for achievement, that those places in us where our ego and our pride get in the way, that they would be removed and be replaced with the peace and love and humility of Jesus, that we might persevere in love with one another, trusting only in the completed work of Jesus. May we live in freedom that's been won for us and with joy invite others to this heavenly banquet. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.